You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Good job, Pastor. Amen. I couldn't say it any better. Amen. <laughs> Boy, it's good to be in the Lord's house. I appreciate what the Lord's already done uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, I really feel like we could say amen, brother, and go on home. But, uh, you know, uh, he's asked me to preach, so I'm going to do that. But I'm going to try to be real brief tonight. I've got an outline. I mean, it's a big one. I mean, I, I, it's a brand new one. <laughs> and so I, it can, I could be three hours or it could be three minutes. I don't know. But I know y'all are praying for the three-minute side of this. But, uh, <laughs> but if we would, turn with us in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And let, let me just explain something. These are not my, uh, these are not my glasses. Just want to let y'all know, these are my wife's. I don't normally wear feminine glasses, amen, but I, I, I forgot mine tonight, and I can't read my small print in my Bible. That's what, I know, I'm, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing cross-sided. Y'all got me seeing cross-sided tonight, amen. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 32. You've been sitting for a little bit, I know. Would you mind standing with us if you're physically able? I, the Lord's just put this on my heart, and I just want to share it with you. Like I said, I may just, I may just read my outline here tonight and be real brief. I, I pray the Lord to help me do that. Amen. Like I said, uh, it's something new the Lord's put on my heart. The last few days, uh, the, the subject of the church has been on my heart a lot recently. Matter of fact, the title of the message, if you want one, is Why I Love the Church. Amen. Why I Love the Church. Look with me, and let's see. We're going to look in chapter 5. And I got to find my paper, uh, let's see, start in verse, uh, I got to get in Ephesians first, amen. Y'all give me just a moment. <laughs> Galatians, Ephesians, I'm, I don't know why, uh, Galatians, Ephesians, it would help if I was in the same chapter as y'all, amen. We'll begin reading in verse 29. The Bible says, for no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Y'all pray with me and for me. Lord, I do thank you so much for the opportunity to preach. God, I pray that you touch these lips of clay. May I say exactly what needs to be said, Father. Lord, I believe you've already moved in the services, Lord, but I believe it be our, our thoughts tonight, Lord, be your pleasing to you to talk about your church, Lord. It is your church, not our church. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to say exactly what you'd have us to say about it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Why I love the church. This has been on my heart for the last few days because of a lot of things that's been going on. I don't have to bring up a lot of it. I don't, matter of fact, I get sick of it. <laughs> Talk about all the things that's been going on because you can't look at the news or anything without seeing what's going on. I'm not even, I'm trying not even mention it, brother. But, you know, what's really bothered me the most is, is how it's hurt the church, it seemed to. And uh, matter of fact, just a couple of things that's been on my mind. I heard somebody just the other day said, uh, you know, even if I get the virus, it, it's okay because I'm going I'm to see my grandkids because 
Even if I, if I die, I will still see my grandkids. And that's a good thing, you know, be that way about your grandkids. But I thought about how many people uh, would say that about their church. You know, and now y'all don't have it as bad as out we do back out the east, you know, how it's pretty serious out there. But, and I don't, I don't have anything wrong with being, you know, using common sense. I told somebody the other day, you know, if you're going to shake my hand, don't be offended if I go straight to the hand sanitizer and wash my hands off. Amen. That's just what I've been doing. I just believe if we use a little bit of common sense. But I'm just wondering if people have lost their love for the church because a lot of churches have opened up back up. You know that, back east. And a lot of people are not coming back. Amen. And I, but I, you can, I guess there's a lot of opinions on that. Matter of fact, I, I really feel for the pastors that's having to make decisions because what will work for one church may not work for the next church. You've got to make your own decision and just follow the Lord. So my prayer in these last few days in these few hours we've been living in, these, these uh, heart, perilous times, I think it is, just I've been praying for the pastors that God would lead them in the right way, give them wisdom about opening up the churches. But that, the verse there in verse 32 says, this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Now, as we just read, the Bible says that the church is the body of Christ. Now, my first point tonight would be the introduction. <laughs> Why I love the church is, is because of what the church is. Because of what the church is. The church is the body of Christ. You thought, you may say, well, I thought it was the members of Outpoint Baptist Church. Yes, it is. That's the local assembly. But every time somebody gets saved, somebody gets born again, they, get, they, they are put into the church of God. His body. They become part of the body of Christ, the church, what we call the church. Now, that's, we're talking spiritually now. It's not his physical body, but it's his spiritual body, Christ, his body. Amen. Boy, isn't it good to be part of the body of Christ? I believe God loves the body of Christ. Amen. Which is the church. And uh, I was thinking about this. You know, we're our, we are the body of Christ. He's the head. And we can't do anything without him being the head. But, but, but let, think about this, church. The Lord does everything through us. Right. He's the head, but we're the arms. We're the legs. We're the hands. We're the feet. We're are what the, the Lord uses to get the job done. How much responsibility does that put on us? Now, you're wondering what the church is or who the church is. If you're born again, if you're saved, Born into the family of God, you are part of the church of God, the body of Christ. Amen. I love the church because of what the church is. Moving on quickly. I also love the church because of it's, because it's a special place. I'm just going to read this verse. You don't have to turn there. In Psalms chapter 40, 84 and verse 10, the Bible says, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Boy, it sounds like there that the psalmist is saying, I love church. <laughs> he loves church. And I, I love church because of what it is. I, I love church because of the specialness I feel here, because it's a special place. Amen. I, I, I believe I've experienced this more than I ever have. I, I'll just say this. Uh, I, feel, I, I feel like our Freedoms in America are being threatened these days, don't you? And it makes me appreciate our freedoms, my freedoms, more than I ever have because they feel, I feel like they're threatened. 
But I feel like the church is being threatened. I feel like that, don't you? Because of people being, you know, so uh, acting like the church of Laodicea, and I guess they are, because church is still a special place, amen. It should be a special place. You should love the church because of what it is and because it is a special place. Thirdly, I'm just moving right on. Like I said, I may just give you the outline tonight. But I, I love the church because of the church is a place where we, get, we learn some things. Just listen to this verse right here. Psalms 27, verse 4 says, One thing, the psalmist says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I got to think about this earlier today. All the things I know about the Lord, most of it I learned at church. Amen. I got saved at church. Now, you don't have to be in church when you get saved. But I thought about this, brother. I, I got put in the church at church. <laughs> and, you know, but you don't have to be at church to be saved. You can be put in the church and be at home. That's just fine. I have some of my children, they got put in the church riding in the bus. <laughs> Amen. But I happened to be at church when I got put in the church. And because it's a special place, and I learned a lot about the church in the church. I learned most of the gospel songs. I learned them in church. Amen. About all the songs that I know, gospel songs, I learned them in church. And most, I've heard a lot of things preached uh, at, about the Lord, how great he is. The psalmist says, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his, in, in his temple. And then fourthly, uh, tonight also, not only the inquiring there at the church, I love it because of that, but because of its inception. Uh, turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. Turn with me here, if you would. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16 and verse... Let's begin with verse 15. Most of you know this, this passage of Scripture. I love this. When Jesus asked, Peter says in verse 15, He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. <laughs> I love that. You know, Peter, he said a lot of crazy things, it seems like, in his life. Amen. He said the wrong things a lot of times. But boy, this is where, one where he nailed it down, didn't he? He says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, that flesh hath not revealed it, uh, revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I love the church because of its beginnings. It began on that saying, not on Peter, but what Peter said. It says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. I got to think about this, Brother Jesse. You may have wondered about this. Well, who was the first person to put in, be put in the church? Well, I, I really think it might have been Peter because he's the first one that said that anyway. I don't know if he's the first one that believed that Jesus was the Christ, but that the church was built on that phrase, on that saying, on that belief that Thou art the Christ, 
the Son of the living God. Now, you can disagree with that. That's okay. But you cannot disagree with the fact that the church started on Christ, believing that He is the Son of God. I like this, uh, the church. I love the church because of its inception, the, its beginnings. And uh, he says, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now that phrase, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I believe that's talking about the powers of hell. The powers of hell shall not overcome it. Yes, it seems like these days that we're living in that the world is fighting against the church. The devil is certainly fighting against the church. And it seems like he's maybe winning a little bit. But guess what, church? He's not going to prevail. Amen. We are on the winning side tonight. Amen. We're on, if you're in the church, you're on the, live, you're on the winning side. Now, let me just make sure I got one thing clear. That doesn't mean that you're just a member of Elk Point Baptist Church. I mean, you can be a member of a church and not be in the church. Somebody said uh, being a, uh, you know, coming to church don't make you a Christian any more than sleeping in the garage makes you a car. Amen. You got to be in, you got to be born again, as I said at the beginning. Being born again by the blood of the Lamb, been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. When you get saved, when you're born again, you're put again into the church of God, into His body. Amen. I praise God for that. Then moving on, life, lastly tonight, I see the impassioning in uh, the church. Uh, I love the church because of where the church is going. You gotta, you gotta turn to this passage with me, Hebrews chapter ten. Most of you know this, but I believe it'd be good for us to look at this in these, these days that we're living in. Hebrews chapter ten and verse twenty-five. If you're there, say Amen, church. Amen. Verse twenty-five. Not forsaking, Paul says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, and I. I, may, I meant to say this earlier. You know, the, there's a question. Of, it's not a question in my mind, but it's a question that seems like in the world's mind is the church essential. I just don't feel like it, the word essential is strong enough. <laughs> I, I mean, I, when I think about essential, I think of maybe a job being essential. But, you know, uh, when you think about, you know, the, the church, I think it's critical. It's, it's critical that it's sort of like, you know, air. It's kind of like oxygen. I wouldn't say that oxygen is essential. <laughs> I mean, that just don't sound strong enough. But I would say about air, I'd say about oxygen, it's critical. You've got to have it. And my friend, you've got to have the church. You've got to have this gathering together. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And, and, and then he points out the fact that it seems like I believe he's saying that there's some been doing that. And I, I believe we see that in the days that we're living. As such as some, well, how does it say it? Not forsaking the assembling of yourself together as the manner of some is. That's the way I feel like a lot of people are in these days. As, as the manner of some is. Some people are just taking this advantage of laying out a church. Amen. I don't know if this is a good way to start a revival, but, and you know what? I really can't preach to you because you're here. <laughs> you're faithful, and I appreciate you being here, but there's a lot of them out there are, 
finding themselves forsaking the assembling of themselves together as a manner of some is. There's a lot of some is back out there. Amen. There's a lot of people. And it, the, the Bible here says some, but now I believe it's a lot that are forsaking. And not, don't get me wrong, I believe we still need to be uh, sensible about everything. I understand why some people aren't able to come yet. I understand that. I'm not knocking those people, but I'm just saying some of those that, that started not coming at the beginning haven't come back that could. And I say that's forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as such as some is, as the manner of some is. Reading on the rest of that verse, and we'll just read this and be done. But exhorting one another, that word exhorting means to encourage, admonish. We've got to get together to encourage each other. You say what you want to, but it, it affects the pastor. It affects the evangelist when he comes to a church and there's not a lot of people there. It's discouraging. I don't, I, you can't help it, can you? Somebody says, well, I shouldn't go to church for the pastor's sake. Why not? <laughs> Amen. I mean, if you're not going to go for any other reason, go for the pastor's sake. <laughs> Amen. To encourage. Thank you, sister. Amen. We just, I'm just saying we all need encouragement. Amen. There, uh, you're talking about this clap in the hands. That's encouraging. Have that than nothing. <laughs> I whole lot rather have. I, I mean, I, I, we've been to some services where I'd look for any kind of movement. Just, <laughs> I, I just even look for somebody to go to the bathroom and be nice, you know. <laughs> some kind of movement, some but you know, we need that exhorting. We need that encouraging. And we need that admonishing. And we, we just need one another. I need you and you need me because we're part of that body. I mean, I wouldn't say to my foot, I don't need you no more. <laughs> I wouldn't dare say that. I wouldn't say that to my hand or my legs or my arms. I wouldn't dare say that because I need them and I need you. And the body needs, we need each other. Amen. We're part of the body of Christ. We need to exhort and encourage one another. And then lastly, I see in that verse, says, And such more, such much, so much the more, as you see the day of approaching. The day approaching. I'll say this lastly, and I'll be done. I love the church because of where it's going. I love the church because of where it's going. Folks, we're about to get out of here. The Lord's about to take us home. Who's he taking home? He's just taking the church, his body. Amen. I praise God. I'm part of that body. I, I think I love the church, and I love the body of Christ, and I appreciate it more than I ever have, okay? Because I, just like our freedom in America, I see it being threatened. I see the church is being threatened, folks. We need to have a passion for church. I believe we need to have a passion for our country and for our freedom. If we don't, we're going to lose it. We need to have a passion for our, our church and our getting together or we're going to lose it. Amen. Y'all pray with me for me. Lord, I do thank you so much for the opportunity to preach. God, I pray that you touch us tonight as we have another altar call, Lord, if it be your will. Lord, I pray that you just lead and guide in the rest of the service, Lord. Thank you for those people that 
all these people that have listened so well as we tried to give them a little bit about your church. Lord, we do love your church because you, Lord, the Bible says you, you gave your life for the church. Lord, we should live for you and the church. Lord, and help us to do that. We ask it in your precious name. As they begin to sing, I think they've got a song scheduled, brother, if that's okay to sing. And uh, this song says, Finish Well. I love the words of this song, Finish Well. There's a phrase in this song that says, Every day that he is given, finish well. You know how I'm going to finish my, the end of my life well? I'm going to try to finish today well. I'm going to try to finish tomorrow well. Amen. Every day that he is given, finish well. You know, there's seven words that we all want to hear, isn't it? You know what those seven words are? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. We're all wanting to hear those words, but guess what? Not everybody's going to hear those words. Uh, that's not, as somebody said, that's not door prizes. That's not a door prize for everybody that gets to heaven. Some are not going to hear those words. Some are going to be ashamed at his appearing, the Bible says. I want to hear him say, well done, thou good. And we sung about it earlier, being faithful to the Lord. Being faithful to the Lord. I want to finish well. I want to finish loving the church, being faithful to Jesus and his body, the church. Y'all stand with us with your heads bowed and eyes closed. As they begin to sing, if God's dealt with your heart, you come tonight. Amen.